Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. This is Minister Arthur Burgess, and we're recording live at TalkShoe Radio with Purpose Kingdom Ministries. Uh, I send you greetings from uh, my church, Verity Outreach Ministry, where Pastor John Clark is the pastor, and, you know, I am Minister Burgess. Look, I really want to talk to you guys, but before we talk, I want to, first of all, clear out the formalities. Like I said, we are on TalkShoe Radio, which is TalkShoe.com. If you want to listen in, call 724-444-744. Call ID is 142-869-POUNDS. Then hit one pound. Now, if you want to talk to me live, just press pound eight, and then we can talk live. But uh, today, I really, I really want to speak to you guys. I believe that God has given me a word for the people, and I, and I really uh, believe this is my first show, so I'm going to talk about me, if you don't mind. Uh, the first thing I, I want to talk about is the title of the show. Uh, God gave me a, a title for the show called The Healing Hour. Now, I was trying to figure out, well, well God, why would you call it The Healing Hour? Then he, uh, he showed me something. He said, um, the body of Christ needs to be healed. There are so many things that we're dealing with. There's so many things that we're going through. And, you know, there has to be a healing within the body of Christ. But I said, well, Lord, how do we do that? And then he says, well, if you notice when you get a cut, the body heals itself. He said it forms a scab and it begins to heal itself and then it repairs itself. So I said, well, God, how do we repair ourselves? And then he said, we overcome from the power of our testimony. And then he says, confess our sins one to another. He says, so, God, the only way we can repair the body is if we talk to one another, if we share our experiences, if we share our testimonies. And I said, that's the perfect name, the healing hour. So for one hour, I want to heal with you. I don't want to heal you. I want to heal with you because we are one body in Christ. So as you heal, I heal also. So today I want to share my testimony. I believe that... Uh, I I consider myself to be blessed. I I consider myself uh, to be in a position where God has blessed me tremendously. Uh, I'm not bragging on what God has done, but I know that God has done something in my life, and it is my duty, it is my obligation to share that gift. So what I want to share with you is what do you consider being blessed? Because right now when things are, are troubling, when, when things are, are, are hard to get through, when you have uh, no way out of a hard situation, can you trust God and will you have faith in tragedy? And that's what we want to talk about today, faith in tragedy. And this is the Healing Hour. Once again, TalkShoe.com, call in 724-444-7444. Call ID 142-869-POUND. Hit pound one or one pound to hear me right now. So if we get back into the word, I really want to focus on faith and tragedy. Uh, about two, almost two years ago, it's not two years yet, um, my wife and I, we had two miscarriages. The first miscarriage, uh, it wasn't uh, as severe. You know, we went to the hospital. The doctor said, uh, you know, we can't find the baby. And it was devastating to us because uh, we were happy to receive another child. Uh, Our first child was a little older. So having the new baby experience was was something that we we really wanted to uh, enjoy, especially now, you know, uh, being a little older. It was like, yes, we get the opportunity to be parents, new parents again. But after the miscarriage, you know, tragedy set in. 
it, it was a rough time. It, we, we we didn't know how to cope. We didn't know how to deal. We, we really didn't know how to bind together. You know, there's no rule book on marriage. There's no rule book on uh, on on tragedy. There, there's no no set in stone way to deal with tragedy. But I believe that God was was preparing us for something. Uh, a while later, we had a, uh, a another pregnancy, and we we were hopeful. We said, you know, this time it's going to be different, and and this time God is going to do something great. And this time there was another miscarriage. But this miscarriage was a little different. Um, I had to pull this baby out of the toilet. Uh, my wife went to the bathroom, and, and she felt something drop, and she started screaming. I ran upstairs, and there was a baby in the toilet, and I had to get it out the toilet and rush her to the hospital. And as I carried my baby in my arms to the hospital, I was devastated. I couldn't look down. I could only look forward. I, I couldn't, you know, uh, understand what was happening. I thought this was supposed to be my blessing, but my blessing is sitting in my hand dead. I I, I was uh, rushing to the hospital, and as we got into the hospital, uh, the Doctors quickly grabbed the baby and then grabbed my wife, and we were shocked. I didn't want to look at the baby. I didn't want to see what was going on. My my wife, she wanted to see everything, and I, I couldn't understand. Why would you want to live through this moment? Why would you want to continuously process everything that's about to happen? But it got darker. My wife was sent to a routine D&E as a clean-out after having a baby where they removed the placenta and everything like that. And, and once the removal started, she lost a lot of blood on the table. And a routine one-day procedure turned into 10 days, three blood transfusions, uh, shock and uh, just turmoil, this was our tragedy. But this was supposed to be our blessing. So how do you have faith in tragedy? As time went on, the hurt didn't go away. The pain didn't go away. Uh, we we didn't know how to process. We didn't know how to... How to live through the situation. So a lot of times when you don't know how to deal, you learn how to avoid. When when you don't know how to compute, you, you calculate something different. You, you try to uh, go out more. You try to, uh, you know, live through some other means. You try to work harder. Um, I remember burying myself in work and, and and then coming home, like, everything was fine. But when I came home, there was always something missing. And I was trying to understand, God, if I'm blessed, how can I be faced with this tragedy? It was so scary because what I found out is when I was distancing myself when God wanted me to pull toward him more. I was still preaching. I was still going to church. I, I was still uh, spending time with my family. But sometimes we do things that are in facade. We we know how to fake it very well. If if you if you've been in church long enough, you know how to act like the sermon is good. We we know how to act like the choir is good. We also know how to act like uh, some a preacher is really preaching. We'll we'll, we'll say amen to anything. But what happens when your amens get mute? Your joy gets stolen. Your peace no longer exists. How do you deal with tragedy? Where's your faith in tragedy? My wife gets pregnant again. And before this pregnancy, the doctor had told my wife that she had PCOS. 
and then she would never get pregnant again. We would never have any more children. We thought about adopting. It's funny. Uh, Abram and Sarai decided to go another way when God promised them children, and because it didn't happen the way he thought it should happen or it didn't look like things would happen at all, they decided to create another way. So he was like, well, maybe we should adopt. And we never got around to doing the adoption process. It was always something in a way. So she's pregnant again now. And this is the moment where we're supposed to have faith, but instead of having faith, we're doubting. What if there's another miscarriage? What if this isn't real? What if this isn't the promise that God has for us? How do we cope? How do we deal with this? I I, I was lost for words. I, I was scared to go into the hospital. When we had the hospital visits, I would uh, sit in the corner and I would look at my phone hoping that the doctor said something good and maybe I wouldn't have to directly look at the screen because if I get attached, I'll feel what I did the other times. How many times have you avoided emotions? Have you avoided God's gift? Have you avoided God's experience that he's trying to bless you with because you remember the pain? Sometimes when you get a scar on your arm, you don't go to the same place where you got the scar because you remember the pain from the scar. How many times have you had hurt in your life and, and you've tried to avoid the same process that got you the pain to begin with. We all live through a, a moment in life where, where it hurts. It hurts to, to go through certain tragedies. It, it hurts to have certain experiences. But if we're supposed to be the children of God, we understand that pain is temporary but we serve a God that is constant. We've, we serve a God that is consistent. Even in our pain, he is still the same God who heals. He is still the same God who listens to our thoughts and, and listens to our cries. He, he's still the same God who hears us when we're hurting. So how do we have faith in tragedy? The doctor talks to us, and, and and she's excited because she's the same doctor who said she would never have children. So the doctor hears the heartbeat through the ultrasound, and as she hears one heartbeat, we try not to get excited. We we try not to engage in emotions because we already had our heart broken twice. So then she says, wait, I think I hear another heartbeat. And she moved the ultrasound closer. And she says, yes, there are two heartbeats, and they're equally strong. So immediately, the smile begins to fall. My wife gets happy. I'm scared, I'm nervous, but I can't deny what I'm feeling right now. I can't deny the joy that I have. I, I, I feel like God is saying something right now. Even when we lost one and then we lost two, our faith allowed us to gain everything that we lost. God promised us something, and he paid it in full. 
I believe that God is promising someone something right now, and I believe God is, is has been giving you a gift, and, and it looked like it's dead because the previous situations before, death was there. That that job you wanted died. That child you wanted died. Those things that you felt like you deserved died. That ministry died. But I believe that there's new birth, that there's resurrection to those dead things. God gave us two children. He gave us a son and a daughter. The entire pregnancy was rough. She was bedridden at four months. But my wife would say, God is doing something. She would never say, there's a possibility to lose these babies. She, she, her language changed. Her, her, her desire to understand what God was doing defeated her fear because God has not given us a spirit. He didn't say you wouldn't be scared. He said, I wouldn't give you the spirit of fear. So her language began to change. She began speaking life into her children. And I know she was in pain. I saw the pain that was on her face, but she would never talk about her pain. But she would speak about her future, the things she would do when the babies came, what type of mother she would be to two children. She would never talk about the what is. She would always talk about how she was going to fix the new room for the babies. She was preparing for the future of her children. She was preparing for her blessing. She was about to do something with this one. It didn't matter about what happened in the past. It didn't matter what happened uh, two children ago. It didn't matter about the miscarriage. This was a new situation. This was a new thing. God promised us new beginnings. So as we began preparing for this pregnancy, we couldn't even make the full term, so we had uh, our gift come a little early. And they came early because they couldn't find one of the children's heartbeats. And I remember sitting in the hospital. And this time, she was encouraging me and not the other way around. I remember acting like I was okay. But if we were honest with ourselves, I was the one that was scared. And when they said, we can't hear the heartbeat, so we're going to deliver them early, I said, God, you got to do something. It's Sometimes we don't think that we have the ability to demand things from God. Whatever you ask in my name, you shall have. Seek and you shall find, and it shall be given. God promises, he said, if you say it in my name, I'll do it. It reminds me of Mary, when Mary wanted Jesus to turn water into wine. Well, that's not even a blessing. She just wanted him to do something about the wine situation. And Jesus said to her, woman, it is not my time. But see, Mary understood access to the Holy Spirit. She understood access to Jesus. 
And she didn't even say, well, Jesus, you see the situation. She told the servants to do whatever he tells you. Mary bypassed asking again and demanded God move. And sometimes we have to understand the access of the name of Jesus. If you call anything in Jesus' name, God has to move. So we got there in the hospital and I began to pray and I said, God, touch my wife and bring us our blessing. And I'm talking about a short prayer. We didn't pray for hours. We didn't, you know, burn incense or or have a bunch of candles around. We didn't, uh, you know, do anything special. We did a short prayer. Lord, bring me my blessing in the name of Jesus. That very night, May 1st, 2015, I brought home both my babies. We were excited. We, we were filled. We, we, we were ready for this new beginning. I want you to understand something. I, I I know that right now you may think that the tragedy that you're facing cannot be equivalent to the blessing that you're receiving. But I know that God has a way of taking tragedy and turning it into triumph. I want to share a, a, few, a, a quick scripture with you. Uh, this is normally uh, the holiday season where a lot of people uh, commemorate the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, some do, and, and some understand that you know this isn't exactly the time. But I want you to understand that we do commemorate the birth of Jesus. But when we do it, the church creates this beautiful scene. They create a manger with a sun shining on it and and Mary wrapped in beautiful garments and, and wise men wrapped in beautiful garments and Joseph's happy and, and a baby Jesus smiling and animals surrounded. The nativity looks gorgeous. But could you imagine what Mary went through? If you have your Bibles, Luke 26. And I want to start at verse 28. When the angel came to Mary, the scripture says, Then the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. She was troubled at being called blessed. And cast in her mind what matter of salutation this should be. In other words, what type of greeting is this? And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Here we go, that word favor again. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and he shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord shall the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there should be no end. And Mary said unto the angel, 
How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Mary, in the middle of planning a wedding, this is a story that people don't understand a lot. They they don't understand that she was in the middle of planning a wedding, but now she's pregnant. Her reputation as a woman was ruined because she was not married. Her husband was contemplating sending her away, or her fiancé at the time was contemplating sending her away because it didn't look good for a woman to be pregnant before she was married. She was considered a harlot, and at that time, women were stoned if they had children on a wedlock. So Joseph says in the scriptures that he wanted to send her away. Not only that, you had a king who was trying to kill newborn babies. This was not a beautiful scene. A woman's life was transformed from a blessing to tragedy. She had to have a baby in a barn surrounded by animals. When the scripture says Jesus is wrapped in swaddling clothing, swaddling clothing are the milk rags that they used to clean up the animals. This wasn't pretty. This wasn't beautiful. This wasn't the blessing that she intended. She wanted what God had prepared for her. And she thought what God had prepared for her was a wedding. But God wanted her to see Jesus. So I'm asking you right now, what are you prepared to do to see Jesus? Are you willing to have your reputation ruined? Are you willing to sacrifice the things that look good to you right now? Are you willing to be interrupted at the best part of your life to see Jesus? Have you thought about what it's going to take? Are you thought about the risk that it's going to take? What are you willing to do to see Jesus? I believe that God is speaking to someone right now, and he is preparing you to go through a storm. But listen, every storm has an end, and when you get to the storm, there's a destination. And your destination is your blessing. But what would you know to do with the blessing if you never had the storm? How would you be prepared to handle the blessing if there was never a trial? I believe that God has a purpose for someone tonight who is listening to receive what he has for you. But are you willing to go through? Are you willing to see death? Are you willing to wrap it in swaddling clothing? Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Are you willing to make changes? I received a, a text that said someone has a, a message. Can I get the message, please? Yes, you can, Minister Arthur, and uh, I am in, enjoying the show. And uh, we have an online listener, and they wanted to thank you for, for your testimony. And they something they believe they needed to hear, and they're enjoying the show. All right, all right. Uh, Carla, we, we, we definitely we thank you for tuning in. We, we thank you for uh, listening with us. Uh, 
I believe that uh, we have to share our testimony. We have to share the things that God has put us through, that, that God has challenged us with. Um, we can't overcome unless you overcome. So I, I thank you for tuning in. I, I thank you for uh, hearing uh, the word of the Lord. And, and I encourage you to be blessed with everything that you're faced with, whatever challenge that you have. I know that God has has everything you need prepared for you waiting so as you uh, go through this challenge, as you go through this storm, I believe that God is going to bless you with the thing that he, he promised you. You know, when, when, we, when we come in contact with challenges, it's not that the blessing doesn't exist. It's that God has uh, preparation for the blessing. As I was telling the uh, story of Mary, like I said, it wasn't as cut and clean as, as we try to make it. You know, it wasn't as glamorous as we see it on TV and 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 see it outside of our churches in lights. It's rough. It's rugged. Mary hid to have this baby. God Himself had to come to Joseph and tell him to stick with Mary. Could you could you believe or could you imagine the things that this man had to go through? Could you believe how many people talked about him? Are you sure this baby is yours? What type of man of you, if you claim this child, what type of man of you that you would have a baby with her out of wedlock? Their faith was challenged. Their relationship with God was challenged. God, if you love me, if you said I'm blessed, why am I dealing with this? I know right now somebody is saying that if you love me, why am I dealing with this? And God's love doesn't deteriorate because your pain exists. If anything, what happens is God loves increases as your pain rises. If anyone wants to call in right now, if you're, you know, in need of prayer, if you're uh, looking for uh, a word from the Lord, uh, once again, call us at 724-444-7444. Call ID is 142869-POUND. Hit one pound. Once again, this is Minister Arthur Burgess, and this is the healing hour. And I praise God. I thank God for being with you guys. I'm truly blessed. You know, this is my first show, and I wanted to share my testimony. I wanted to share my story. And this story, you know, it it really blessed my life. You know, I I didn't understand what God was doing. I, I, I couldn't understand why I was going through what I was going through until I met and I came in contact with other people who had the same situation. Um, My wife and I began to tell our story and magazines called us. Churches would come and ask us to share our testimony and and we were, you know, challenged to constantly relive this moment. But, you know, we overcame by the power of our testimony. We began to constantly share uh, what God has done for us. And because we were blessed, we became a blessing. And this is what we have to do. That's why the show is called The Healing Hour. Uh, It's called the healing hour because we have to heal ourselves as the body of Christ. We we have to learn how to overcome situations. We have to learn how to uh, live through certain moments. And the moments that we live through make us stronger. But we have to be stronger together. The head can't work without 
the senses. The feet can't walk without the legs. And too many times we've cut our legs off because we can't see where we're walking. We've uh, we've challenged our head because we didn't want to understand where the body was going. We've stopped our heart from beating because we we can't understand why we're hurting. And we stopped our hands from healing because we wouldn't apply pressure to the situation. Um, I believe that if we are to heal each other, we have to be a lot more transparent. It's not common for preachers to share their stories because we're all waiting to be criticized. It's just not common for a, a man of God to admit that where he was wrong and, and to accept being told he was wrong because we're challenged and, and we're questioned as leaders. But real leaders, real leadership isn't always being right. It's admitting when you're wrong and making the corrections publicly. We can't do everything behind closed doors. Uh, we, we can't have our experiences hidden. We have to be brought to the light with certain situations. If I would have never talked about what God has done for my family and, and how he has blessed me, somebody wouldn't be blessed right now. And we have to create a trickle-down effect of blessings. We have to create a trickle-down effect because if the body doesn't help itself, we become stagnant. We become numb to what God has promised us. It hurts to share your story. It, it doesn't feel good to admit the pain that you experience. But we have to be a witness, and we witness with our testimony. It isn't comfortable telling someone the things that we went through as a family, talking about losing children and 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 reliving that moment consistently. Matter of fact, I, I think that telling our testimony helped us because there were times when we wouldn't talk about it at home. It was the no-no conversation. And a lot of times, there are so many people who are hurt because they live by the creed what happens in this house stays in this house. Even church folk, we all we all have this thing of, you know, what happens in this house stays in this house. And I believe that's bondage. I believe that that mentality it it holds people in bondage. Confess your sins one to another. Let people know where you're falling short. Not because you want to throw it out there, but because I guarantee you there's someone falling short too. The Bible says never neglect the assembly of the saints. Why should you stand there quiet and hurting? Why should you stand there in pain and not using the resource that God is giving you? The Bible says that God saw that Adam had a problem, and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So what he did was he said, I'm going to create a helpmeet. Now, a lot of people say, well, that means husband and wife because the next scripture says, then he created the woman. But if you look in the Hebrew, the word helpmate or helpmeet means greater help. 
God has created greater help, and the greater help is the body of Christ. He has created a support system. So if you are lonely and in the body of Christ, we need to fix that. We need to learn how to communicate with each other. We need to learn how to share with each other. And we need to understand that criticism isn't always judgment. There's a huge saying going around, don't judge me. It it, it, it bothers me. It, it really bothers me because God said he, he chastises who he loves. And then he says, judge a man by his fruits. And then he lets those who are in ministry know that we're judged by the foundations of the world. So we're already judged. I'd rather the one who can condemn the body and the soul to judge me than to be bothered by judgments of my peers. So don't worry about being judged for your pain. Maybe that's just not the right place for you. If you can't openly share your situation and receive help, maybe that's not the place for you. Uh, We have a caller ready to speak. Can we bring that caller in? Well, well, well. Bless God. Praise the Lord. Who am I speaking with? I am Adrian Misunderstandings Allen. I am the host of D Block Church on next Thursday. So as a as as a part of the Thursday family. Hey, how are you? Please let me first say welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome, thank you. What up, what up, trade time for the block. All right. And I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. You are awesome. Your transparency is what makes it so, 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 so great. The realness of it. There's a purpose in this kingdom, and you are a great add to what we are doing. I appreciate that. I really do. I thank uh, God for you. And I know uh, that there's a lot of people that are out there that are listening, that are doing other things, because sometimes, you know, we get into the habit of doing things. Right. And then it's like the best part about this is if you don't know already, you can tell everybody that's listening and everyone tomorrow that you see that they can go to www.talkshoe.com and they can put your show number in, that 142-869, and they will be able to hear the show. Awesome. So just in case they missed it, you know, just in case they missed it, I'm sure they'll run that back again before the evening is over. But you are, and you are, and you are talking. You are preaching, you are, you are speaking and talking at the same time. And if that's not anything, if that's not anything but just truth, right. how, you know, how great is that? Welcome to, welcome to the kingdom. Truly, truly, welcome to the kingdom. I Definitely welcome you. to the kingdom. I can definitely say that. And I mean, your whole entire testimony, it's great. I like the name of your show. You know, it's a healing hour. And what else better And I'm a person that walks around right now. Well, most people know I have multiple sclerosis. And right now I'm not doing good, you know. So I I can't wear it because you can't see it, you know. And because you can't see it doesn't say that it doesn't, it's not there, you know. But the whole thing about just keeping that faith, keeping that faith in it, it's like, in the worst, in the worst cases of it, and I liked how you told. I liked how you told the truth about Mary. 
Because that was that was that was awesome. I like that. That was cute. And you probably <laughs> you probably ruffled three feathers today. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said? But you didn't tell anything <laughs> but the truth. It was good. Amen. I like it. Amen. Welcome to the kingdom. Amen. Welcome to the kingdom. Here's, here's the cool thing, though. Um, I heard about your show before I even heard about you know, having a show. The first oh, thing I heard was, God. you got to hear about D-Block. Nah, uh, like, that's the first thing that came up. Like, they didn't talk about nobody else. They said D-Block. They said, this is the that's realest it. show you ever hear. That's, no, I bless no, God no. for that. Now, now, mind you, I'm a, I'm a little younger, so you know, uh, I got a, I got a little wisdom. But you know, when when you hear certain ministries, everybody wants to, uh, you know, kind of jump off the name. How how do you, you know, deal with you know having something different, having a, a different calling, having a different angle? How do you deal with that, and and then deal with the body of Christ at the same time? Well. I stand on I stand on the truth of it. And then when I look at it, everybody that's in the church came from somebody's block. Mm-hmm. Now the worst block, you know, as everybody would say, would be the quote unquote D block. Right. But at the same token, I am a person that listens and loves the lock. And I believe that if we listen to what they are saying, there's a whole entire generation out there that hears nothing but the locks, but if they listen to what the locks are saying, that even within what they're doing, there's a help that comes with that. Right. And as long as you know the source, then you know that you can you can make it through it. There's a plug in it. Yeah, we might call it a different thing. So those that are in church that that don't really understand it, we call it hashtag not for the Sunday morning Christian. I mean that's the best that's the best way I can tell you because most right. people don't like the fact that you know there's some there's some there's some cursing in it but I feel I feel as though who what happens to who talks to the person that can't hear it unless it has a curse word in it right right you understand because that's if everything in church is so so oh this and oh that so who's talking to who's talking to the girl that swings on the pole you know is is this word not for them because that's what that's that's the difference they can sit with me on sunday morning and we can bless god all day but at Amen. the end of the day when you leave where are you going all right woman of god i i believe that it's our time for our call to uh so we're getting ready for our pastor to give us the call. Okay, it's going to be me, Minister uh, Minister Arthur and um, Adrian. Um, I feel as though that uh, you and Arthur are still conversing, so I just want to do the call, and um, we're going to resume with uh, you and uh, Minister Arthur uh, resuming your conversation because it seems like um, there there's, there's a lot of melting of their minds and. Um, and I feel as though uh, this is uh, the beginnings of a great conversation right here. So um, I don't mean to interrupt this conversation, but I'm just going to go into the call of salvation. Uh, amen. No need, amen. To, no need to apologize about offering someone the saving of everything. No amen. need to apologize. Amen. amen. All right. All right. Uh, now, you know, um, everybody knows that uh, when, when you live a life, um, there is a testimony in that life. Uh, there is, there's a saying, you know, uh, there, there's a reason why uh, God chose his people and he anoints certain people. And one of the things, if you read the, the book of Job, one thing God said to the devil when he said, I know you don't want me to touch that one. He says, go ahead. He says, well, I know this is one of your favorites. If I truly do my work, he's truly going to hate you. No, he's not. Go ahead. This is what happened to Job. The devil did everything 
that you can name, and this man still believed and prayed and still obeyed the Lord. The Lord. And I'm going to read something that a lot of people, you know, will, will understand. In the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 11:28, He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous, the righteous shall flourish as a branch. And when I state that, as far as the Proverbs. I'm stating that to let everybody know that truly a righteous person person knows what they have to do. It is almost built into our not godly laws, but in the laws of the land. If you obey the law, you'll be fine. If you disobey the law, you'll be put in prison. Now, when when I say prison, prison is also a state of mind. You can be in prison within the walls of your home. You can be in prison by fear. You can be in prison by economics. You can be in prison by a number of things. The, the righteous truly walk among the land without fear and with faith. And I'm going to let you know how you can do that. Now, I know there's a there's the believer and the non-believer, but I'm going to tell this to Everyone, when you build a relationship with God, it starts with you admitting with your tongue and saying that I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and that he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for my sins. Once you say that out loud, there you begin your oneness. You're beginning your personal relationship with God. If you want to build a personal relationship with God, just repeat the same things I just said. You will have to tell, you know, you can just tell a friend. You can tell someone, you can, you know, post something online. Another thing which you would want to do is try to join the Bible-believing, preaching church. I know all the churches that's, you know, that's around, there's so many confusions. There's so many misconceptions. But until you find one, you can join us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. We broadcast almost every night, and we're here to provide everybody and with shows like Minister Office. And, uh, you know, there there is truly a blessing when, as an opening for, for Minister Arthur's show, that he provided us with his testimony. For Jesus is a living testimony. Read his word. Learn about his works. With that being said, I just like to let everybody know that, and you know, if you want to contact us, you can contact contact us on purposekingdomnet at gmail dot com. You can leave a comment, questions, or concern. We would love to pray with you. We would love to uh, address any of your concerns or anything that of, of that nature, or you know, you want to pray with us. We will definitely do that. We will grant that request. <clears throat> you can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. And uh, later on this month, on Christmas Eve, we're going to have uh, a revival, a week of revival, starting from December 25th to December 31st. And starting us off on uh, Sunday, December 25th, and, you know, bless God, we hope everybody can participate. Uh, Minister Mark Corbett is going to kick us off at 9 p.m. on Sunday. On Monday, we're going to have our very own Pastor Toy Daly at 9 p.m. Tuesday, December 27th, we're going to have our very own Reverend Aaron Williams at 9 p.m. Wednesday, we're going to have, and that's going to be December 28th, it's going to be Pastor Jamal Van, and that's going to be 9 p.m. also. Thursday, December 29th, we're going to have our very own Charles Lee. And please pay attention to this. His show will kick off at 8 p.m. His show is going to be the only show that starts at 8 p.m. And that's all, you know, the reminder, Thursday, December 29th. Friday, December 30th is going to be Reverend Maureen Lee. And that's going to be at 9 p.m. And uh, 
She's also the wife of uh, Elder Charles Lee. Saturday, December 31st, kicking us off into New Year's Eve at 11 p.m. It's going to be Pastor Sherry L. Berry. And our our model scripture that we have is, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. That's from Ezekiel 37.5. We'd like to thank everybody for participating in tonight's show. Uh, we do have a comment from an online listener. And um, our online listener is uh, thanking you, uh, Minister Arthur, for allowing God to use him tonight. He is truly a blessing. And they're referring to you. Uh, also, we do have um, <clears throat> one of our you know, own hosts that is listening, but they cannot talk. But they, um, That is uh, uh, Reverend uh, Maureen Lee. And uh, she wanted to send a message that she gets to the show, and she's enjoying the show. Minister Arthur? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm going to return the show back in your hands. And, uh, All right. And the conversation. All right. Um, yeah, this is truly a blessing. This is my first show, and the uh, amount of love has been truly uh, endearing. And I appreciate everyone calling in. I appreciate everyone who is listening. If you need to contact me, uh, you can contact me, Arthur Burgess Third. Roman number one two three, Facebook. Uh, you can contact me uh, via Instagram uh, underscore Arthur underscore Burgess underscore third. Uh, I am very accessible. If you need prayer, also inbox me your prayer request. I don't mind praying. I, I believe that as a, a man of God, I should be praying and fasting for the house of God. Uh, once again, I appreciate everyone for calling. I, I appreciate uh, my church family for uh, calling Verity Outreach Ministry. Uh, and we just uh, thank God for everyone and, and just the growth of this show. Uh, we uh, thank God for Purpose Kingdom for uh, just, you know, giving me a call and, and considering me. You know, uh, you know, Rob said it best, you know, God... Uh, God said, have you considered my uh, my servant Job? And guess what? There are so many Jobs out there that God is saying, have you considered him? Have you considered her? Have you considered uh, my servant over here? He didn't stop with Job. He's still saying, have you considered my child? And maybe your struggle is because God is considering you. But guess what? At the end of all that, Job got everything back and me. So as we leave this place and not the presence of God, I, I admonish you to understand that your struggle isn't the last thing that God has for you. Have faith in this turmoil. Have faith in troubled times because your blessing is coming, your healing is coming, your overcoming power is here, and it starts with the body of Christ. This is the healing hour, and I thank God for each and every one of you. Have a blessed night. Hang on, uh, Minister uh, Burgess. Um, before you sign off tonight, <clears throat> I just, uh, you know, once again, I just want to thank you for uh, for your testimony, for, you know, for tonight. And, um, I do have a, a message uh, okay. that I, I just want to, um, you know, just uh, read out to you. And okay. It is the uh, online message, and it says, uh, "Welcome to Purpose Kingdom Network. I am a fellow host, and I believe that you did very well. And may the anointing uh, continue to bless you." Oh, praise God. I appreciate that. I definitely do. I need all the love I can get right now. So uh, praise God for that, for that, uh, for that caller, for that uh, online messenger. I really appreciate you. Uh, you know what? It was, uh, it was well-deserved, um, Minister Arthur. Um, you, you have, um, you have a, a very smooth and, uh, very moving show tonight. And I know, uh, a lot of our listeners, um, we're, we're blessed. I did want to hear the rest of the conversation between you and Adrian. Um, we don't have a conversation. Uh, say that again. 
I said, we're going to have that conversation. We're we oh, going to have that. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, she, I was getting a little feedback from her phone line, so I had to um, to mute her phone. Uh, what I will do is I'll see if I can get her back. If, if not, um, like you said, you know, you guys will continue to converse at, at a later date. Um, so with that being said, um, I'm not going to take up uh, any more of your time and any of the listeners' time. And uh, yeah, you can go ahead and sign off. All right. God bless. Okay, everybody, you've been listening to uh, the Healing Hour with uh, Minister Arthur Burgess, and we're going to sign off for tonight. Uh, God bless everybody, and uh, we'll join you tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.